A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, saw another angel come up from the east, holding the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were given power to damage the land and the sea. Do not damage the land or the sea or the trees until we put the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. I heard the number of those who had been marked with the seal, 144,000 marked from every tribe of the Israelites. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God, who is seated on a throne and from the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They prostrated themselves before the throne, worshiped God, and exclaimed, Amen, blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power, and might. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders spoke up and said to me, Who are these wearing white robes, and where did they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you are the one who knows. He said to me, These are the ones who have survived a time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb.
reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Everyone who has this hope based on Him makes himself pure, as He is pure. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. 
Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Verbum Domini After this, I had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. Whenever we pray the Apostles' Creed, perhaps when we pray the Holy Rosary, for example, we profess, amongst other things, that we believe in the communion of saints. Contained in this article of faith, we profess that we believe in two realities or meanings that are closely linked together. A communion in holy things on one hand and a communion among holy persons. The first meaning of communion of saints, that is a communion or unity in holy things, entails, as the church teaches, that amongst us, we have a communion in the faith, a communion in the sacraments and in charity, as well as a communion of charisms and goods. For example, when we speak of our communion or unity in charity, we believe that the least of our acts done in charity redounds to the profit of all. So if I do something good, it helps the entire church. But every sin harms this communion, and so if I sin, I actually bring the church down. That's about charity, and we could go on and expand on all these holy things that we share in common. It must be said, however, that among our communion and holy things, above all, it is most certainly the Holy Eucharist that stands out. The second meaning, when we profess our belief in the communion of saints, refers to the communion among holy persons. And so, as Pope St. Paul VI once stated it, we believe in the communion of all the faithful of Christ, those who are pilgrims on earth, the dead who are being purified, and the blessed in heaven, all together forming one church. And we believe that in this communion, the merciful love of God and his saints is always attentive to our prayers. Traditionally speaking, he is referring to the church militant, which is us, the church suffering, those in purgatory, and the church triumphant, those in heaven who intercede for us and who we celebrate today. 
And so this brings us to our our grand liturgy of today as we celebrate the great solemnity of all saints. The text the church gives us in celebrating the liturgy for for today, from the mass propers and readings to those for the divine office, are some of the richest found anywhere in the Roman Missal or the Roman Breviary. They are rich in the theology and catechesis of the church, especially concerning the communion of the saints and the intercession of the church triumphant for us. Today, as the entrance antiphon for Mass tells us, the church invites us all to rejoice in the Lord as we celebrate the feast day in honor of all the saints at whose festival the angels rejoice. The opening prayer acknowledges God's gift by which we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints and ask God to bestow on us through their intercession an abundance of reconciliation with himself, which all of us are in need of. The prayer over the offerings continues to solicit the intercession of the saints, asking that we may experience their concern for our salvation. The proper preface for today's Mass, like the entrance antiphon, references once again the festival of the saints. This time, however, stating that the holy festival is taking place in God's city, the heavenly Jerusalem, our final destination, hopefully, our mother, where the great array of our brothers and sisters is already praising God. And it is towards this heavenly Jerusalem that we eagerly hasten as pilgrims on earth as we advance by faith and rejoice in the glory bestowed upon these exalted members of the church, the saints through whom God gives us in our frailty both strength and good example. And so we can imagine this festival of the saints in the heavenly Jerusalem, worshiping God and interceding for us. We who are still in the struggle for spiritual survival and growth in the virtues. And so finally, we come to the prayer after communion for today's Holy Mass, which connects this festival of the saints already going on in heaven to us on our earthly pilgrimage here below. In the prayers for today's Mass, we have been rejoicing in the Lord, thanking Him and glorifying Him And now, adoring him, we implore his grace that we too would come to perfect holiness in the fullness of his love. That is, that we too might become saints and so pass, as the prayer states, from this pilgrim table to the banquet of our heavenly homeland. Here, then, is the connection. 
It is in the eternal liturgy already going on in the heavenly Jerusalem that the Holy Spirit through the church enables us here and now in time at mass to participate whenever we celebrate the mystery of salvation in the sacraments. Consequently, in the full meaning of the communion of saints, are we not in our communion in holy things, also sharing in a communion among holy persons when we assist at and participate in holy mass? I do believe the church gives us an affirmative on that when she states in the catechism, by keeping the memorials of the saints, including the solemnity of all saints, which we celebrate today, on fixed days of the liturgical year, the church on earth shows that she is united with the liturgy of heaven. She gives glory to Christ for having accomplished his salvation and his glorified members. Their example encourages her on her way to the Father. And so right now, right here at this Mass, we're able to enter into eternity and enter into that festival of the saints and angels in heaven. Finally, we close with one of the most beautiful passages in all of the canon of sacred scripture. And what, hopefully, we will hear as we approach the next life. This is taken from the letter to the Hebrews. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to a judge who is God of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks more graciously than the blood of Abel.